0: All right, listeners, we have some exciting news to share. Once again, the entire Deeply Graphic Design team will be partnering with the Adobe Max Creative Conference this October 15th through the 17th in Los Angeles, California. Designers from all over the world come to Adobe Max to uplevel their work, their process, and the creative journey. Max is the perfect blend of information and inspiration, practical knowledge, and creative magic. Not only will we be there for live interviews and episodes, but the Adobe team has also arranged a special discount for all of our DGDC listeners. Use the code DGDC to receive your discounted rate. And stay tuned for more information on future episodes. We can't wait to meet you guys at Adobe Max.
1: You're listening to the Deeply Graphic Design Cast, the show about all things design, from the creative side to the business side and all points in between. Follow the show on Twitter at Wes McDowell. Want the gang to answer your question on an upcoming episode? Send in your listener question to questions at thedeependdesign.com or via
2: Twitter using hashtag DGDC. Here are your hosts. Wes McDowell in Chicago.
1: Mikkel Morrison in Seattle.
2: Nick Lago in Los Angeles. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and sorry for the, the delay in this new episode. We just had a weird thing where we had three episodes last month, and so we just decided to really take full advantage of, of August here. So yeah. we're back. We're caught up now. It's vengeance. <laughs> exactly. Back with episode two. Yeah, it's, it's a weird time to take a break, too, right when we're in the middle of like a two-parter series.
1: Right. So. Well, I know. I thought of that. It's okay.
2: Yeah, people are just waiting. Well, we're They're like, "When
0: is number two coming out? <laughs> this is yeah. it. Well, when no, is okay. number two coming least out?
1: Because is this a three part series, or is this the two, two? So two maybe part, just do yeah. a recap. Just do a quick recap of the first, like what yeah, it's so, about. Not every yeah, single so talking the whole, point from last time.
2: Yeah. So the whole series is just about um, how to build your email list, and then what to do with that email list once you get it. Because um, you know, when it comes to getting new clients you can talk all you want about the sexy stuff of Facebook ads or mm-hmm. YouTube ads or whatever, but at the end of the day, you don't own those platforms Yeah, and right. anything right. could happen. Anyone could get bought out and yeah. you never want to rely too much on one company controlling your destiny. Yeah. Um, you know, with especially with Facebook, like they've gotten rid of so many targeting options that, you know, you really want your own list. It's, it's valuable to have. So, um, I think More that's a self point. It.
0: it really is, because it's like yeah. you're right, it's totally in your control with how you
2: use it and mm-hmm. no one can take it from you. You can't lose it. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, people can unsubscribe, but that's what's good about it. Like yeah, it's kind of self-selects. Anyone who is not gonna be your client, they can step aside and let you just talk to the ones who are potentially interested in you. So True. if you haven't listened to part one of this uh series you're going to go go ahead and go back to the last episode which is all about lead magnets lead magnet ideas for designers i gave uh i think seven different options of various complexity (laughs) lead magnets that you could do um yeah something for everyone i think In there so go back and listen to that if you haven't yet um but anyway before we get on with it anything uh going on with you guys
0: I I just got back from a a really cool little creative conference, which was really awesome. Uh, We had Matt Dawson on a while back, and he was talking about his crop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I got a chance to go up to Portland for a few days, and it was so different from the how and the max ones because it was uh, 200 people. That was it, like, uh, for the conference, and it was two days. And it was, and it was so Portland, man. I just love that city. <laughs> it was like. Me too. Isn't guys, it great? Meaning great. donuts and strippers. Oh my God. And on every street You know what? It's, it totally
1: accommodates <laughs> to you on a personal level, Nick, with the brews and the vegetarian just,
0: diet. Oh, I know. And it, and like, <laughs> you can't lose there. Like, I think anyone could be no. comfortable and live there. Like, it just, the city was so Me too. amazing. And it's I so call designed, it the biggest,
1: littlest city.
0: It's like, so it's design like there's a lot
1: going on, but it's. Yeah.
0: yeah. Everywhere you look, even yeah. like laundromats have like really good branding. Like it's like unreal <laughs> how how much stood out. But um, man, met so many really good people. And in fact, somebody even talked about this whole idea of like what our topic is today and this, when you do get these leads and what to do with them. Uh, so someone kind of did tap into that. And I thought that was really great. But overall, it was just Uh, every bracket, every designer style, um, everybody, no matter where they were in their career, uh, so nice to have like two or 300 people in a small little thing for a day and a half. And it was such a learning experience beyond belief. It was great. Yeah. Really fun.
2: I can imagine that that being a lot more kind of hands-on and intimate than, uh, the, the 12,000, 12,000 people, uh, version of it. Yeah. A little unwieldy, but. Yeah, still fun, and at and at a Either smaller way.
0: budget too. Meaning it wasn't, it's not the thousand dollar thing. You know, it was like, I think it was tickets were like one fifty. But the cool thing was that meant you got a lot of people who were there solo, and so obvious, obviously that meant a lot of people instantly were networking and talking to each other. So business cards and swapping back and forth. And now obviously the new thing is like, where are you on Instagram? It's not even a business card anymore, right? It's like, let's link up here. And so met so many good new people and really just come back, like came back a little more inspired than ever because you're like, damn, man, like so many people, everybody's trying so hard um, to either take off and start their own career or do these things on the side and this freelancing gig on the side. How how do you start it? When do you make that break and say, I'm done with the job? Um, mm-hmm. so it was neat, you know, and, uh, on a side note too, our buddy from stately type, I don't know if you guys saw He, he finally quit his gig. He's 100%. Yeah. I'm going to ask
1: him to come on to talk uh-huh. about his transition.
0: Yeah. Wouldn't yeah. that be great? So what a good, yeah, nice. good story. That Cause there's
1: a lot that goes with that for him and his wife and a full yeah. family and all all of the adjustments that go along with it. I think it would be yeah. a good
0: follow-up episode. His, his first his first reply was uh cuz I I said wrote to him I was like congrats and we got to do this like a follow-up and he goes, "Here I was thinking this would give me so much more time." He goes, "I filled up every available minute the first day yeah. out of the job." So, it's yeah. so yep. true, man. It's great. But that would be a fun talk totally. uh for the listeners to Yeah, hear.
1: I think so. Yeah. I think Fresh it I think it'd be good. Mm-hmm. A little before and yeah. after. Yeah. Cool.
2: Totally nice, nice, yeah, I think the first time he came on this subject was the idea of moonlighting, so now he doesn't even have to do that <laughs> yeah, love it, yep, a little more work life yep. balance, Killer. yep Killer. yep, all right, cool, so um, yeah, I just wanted to remind you guys to keep uh you know sending in those uh five star reviews on iTunes. it really helps us out, and if you want to go back into the archives, dip back in before uh what you can find in the iTunes feed. You can get all the classic episodes, all the, I would call them the foundational episodes. The building blocks. Yeah. I mean, classics <laughs> makes it sound like it's old-fashioned or, uh, you know, un- untimely. Yeah. But these are the, the, the <laughs> principles of design that, that live on to this day. Did you add, you like, a little those?
0: record-scratching sound in the background to make it sound really old?
2: <laughs> oh, no, we, re- I'm we just... recorded them on wax. <laughs> <just>. <laughs> in those days now on so, a track yeah yeah this, is, yeah this is pre pre-war man pre-war. <laughs> they go back far so anyway if you want those episodes you're going to go to the deependesign.com slash classics and you're just going to pay with a tweet or a facebook post you want the idea is that you share us and then we reward you with all the riches nice. so anyway um Before we get on with our topic, let's give a little bit of love to our friends over at Skillshare. Mm -hmm. Skillshare is amazing, guys. You're listening to the show right now. You're listening to us teach you about email marketing and all this stuff that's important to not only designing, but running a design business. So Skillshare is going to be a perfect next step for you. Um, So... Today's episode, the first half, is brought to you by Skillshare. Um, basically, they're an online learning platform with over twenty thousand classes in you name it: design, photography, marketing, technology, all that good stuff. You can take classes in big topics like logo design or illustration, or small classes like um, you can get really granular, granular, like how to design a brush in Illustrator, yeah. for instance, like <laughs> really small things that you really want to do. Um, so they've got you covered both ways. Um, if you're trying to deepen your professional skill set or start a side hustle or explore a new passion, Skillshare is here for you to keep you learning and thriving. So um, I have taken many a class on here, and I just – I like to find a class that will complement the show. Mm-hmm. So basically, uh, today I found – and I found uh, – a few classes about email marketing. One called "Email Marketing Essentials: Writing Effective Emails," <laughs> which is so important. Talk, and it's something about I'm not going to cover. Yeah, yeah, and it's something I'm not going to cover too much today because it's hard for me to teach writing because it's not really my forte either. But um, you go to Skillshare, and this uh, very capable woman is going to teach you that. <laughs> Her thumbnail makes it look like she knows a lot about the subject. So anyway. Go there and learn a little bit something extra. So join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer just for you, our listeners. So get two months of Skillshare for just ninety nine cents. That's right, Skillshare is offering the deeply graphic design cast listeners two whole months of unlimited access to all those twenty thousand classes for under a dollar ninety nine cents to be exact. To sign up, go to Skillshare.com/graphic. Again, go to Skillshare.com/graphic. To start your two months now, that's skillshare.com slash graphic. Oh, (laughs) God. All right. It's a mouthful, but it's worth it. Yeah. Okay. Um, So we're going to pick up where we left off last time. So now let's say, because we've given you three weeks lead time here, so I'm sure you've already started building your list. Yes. I'm sure you've taken what we taught you and ran (laughs) with it. So now you've got a big old list of people. Now what? What do you do with that list? Um, So... In a broad stroke, your goal with this list because you're not just collecting email addresses for nothing. What you want to do is you want to deliver value um, and also end these emails with a really understated CTA called action. Yeah. So basically what you're not doing is sending out promotional emails once you've got their email address. They're going to unsubscribe like that if you do that. So what you want to do is keep adding value. So um, the first thing you're going to do is obviously deliver on the lead magnet Mm -hmm. that you promised. Remember we talked about um, video series or a one-off video or a cheat sheet or a multi-day challenge. So you're going to deliver that lead magnet. And ideally um, you've picked one that involves one more than one email. And I know these are harder to pull off, right? Yeah. You know, there's there's the cheat sheet, which is just a one and done mm-hmm. thing, which is good, but anytime you have kind of a, a multi part thing, you're getting in front of your audience a little bit more. And relationships basically develop with multiple touch points over time. More so than a just yeah, here's the thing you asked for, and then stepping back into the darkness. So that's why I like those video series. That's why I like the multi-day challenges. Yeah. Because they hear, they hear from you, you know, like I'll just call it five days in a row with a really quick hit each day. They get to know you a little bit more. Um, they get to see you on video, hopefully, and just start building a positive association with you that, that you're helping them. Yeah, and it's almost and expected. that's what it's about.
0: Like if, the, if you know it's going to be this like two or three day challenge thing, it's not like – tomorrow's emails like this bombarded thing going, Oh man, they're emailing me again, but it's, Oh yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. This is day two or whatever it is, you know, yeah, part two. Exactly.
2: So it's expected. Yeah. And you're going to want to like make that clear mm-hmm. in the subject lines of these emails too. Like day one, day two, whatever you want to do. Um. So then once you're done delivering that content, um, what I like to do is, you know, it, let's say it is a five day thing. What I would like to do at the end of that, I'd say I've delivered all all this value. I've kind of taught what I promised to teach you. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, what I would like to do is, you know, end it with a special offer, call to action, and kind of frame that as a thank you for having watched. Um, it, it can be some kind of a a slight discount for acting quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, that th- by the way, that would be the way to spin that, not just saying, Here's a discount. It's more of a thank you. If you if you act yeah. quickly and you raise your hand for me right now, that helps me that I don't have to spend time running around looking for a client. If you just raise your hand right now, I save time, so I'm going to reward you with a bit of a discount for that. Um you know, or it could be a, a value added, you know, not giving them money off, mm-hmm. but saying, "Hey, in addition to this logo pack branding package you're also gonna get a freestyle guide or mm-hmm. whatever an add-on you know yeah whatever that is for you and the thing about that is I definitely re- recommend putting a timer on it I do a 24 hour yeah. like if you if if within 24 hours I hear from you and you set up a consultation, then you're eligible for this offer Great. if not fair enough we can talk you know it'll be a normal price. At that point. That's good. And it probably and then, it doesn't yeah. let
0: these things linger on and on. And then four weeks later you're getting someone going, Hey, I want to take you up on that offer. It's almost like Right. Here was your window.
2: <laughs> yeah. And yeah. and you have to make it very clear too. You yeah. have to be a little even more blunt than you would want to be. Um, you would you definitely should say this is a twenty four hour thing and um I, I don't I can't have anyone coming to me after twenty four hours asking to get the deal because I won't I can't do it. That'll be a separate discussion. I got you. after yeah. 24 hours. So you're just mm-hmm. being very kind of clear with them that they can't come back and say, mm-hmm. "But please, <laughs> right, right, please, yeah, yeah, no groveling." <laughs> yeah. Well. So then, um, yeah. So sense. then the next thing. So let's say that's that part's over. Um, you've delivered on the expectation. You don't want to stop there though. Um, you're going to really want to put this into an ongoing campaign of some kind. Um, so what I like to do is, you know, start with your client list, people you've already worked with, you have their email address and then add people to it as they opt in. Um, you know, and again, these are just value added emails that link back to your site. So these can be, you know, helpful blog posts Mm -hmm. or if you want to do a podcast, or if you're already doing a podcast, or a video. Um, I started my YouTube channel, and what I do now is, um, you know, I do about two videos a week on YouTube, and I pick one of those that I think is going to be the most kind of universally applicable to most of my clients. Yeah. And I email my list with that video, and it's not selling anything. It's literally just saying, hey, thought you could use this. Mm -hmm. You know, this is... This is going to be super helpful as you ramp up. It's like getting, it's doing double duty. It's
0: like doing double duty for you because you're already doing them, but you get to pick one Mm -hmm. and let that be like a little extra something to your list. You know?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So it really, it's the synergy is just really great because you're helping them Mm -hmm. out, and you're, and yeah, at the end of the video, I do have a CTA to I, if like get a consultation, but it's at the very end, and I've already I've Uh, delivered a lot of helpful content within the body of the video. Yeah. Now is everyone listening going to want to make two videos a week? Probably not. Yeah. Like that's just, I like doing it and it's, it works for me and my business, but it, it is a big time commitment. I'm not going to lie about that. Yeah. Um, So there are other things, other things you can do. You can do blog posts or if any of this sounds like too much of a tall order, like I know the even the idea of making a blog post every week sounds like a lot. I know. Um you can I don't like this as much, but you can just do that weekly email and just include a really quick tip in the email, yeah. and that's the email. Yeah. Um one paragraph, just super quick. So you're you're at least giving value and then you know, in, in your email signature, you can have a little link to set up a consultation with you or with yeah you or, and, and use so. and
0: use your design sense too like if you if it's just a tip design it nicely or make it make some make it look like a continuation or a series of graphics that have these tips on them so it's not just text you yeah. know what i mean if the video is obviously well, we're getting to that too hard you know yeah
2: yeah yeah we are gonna get to design in a bit because cool. i might i might disagree with you in a little for a little bit, gotcha. we we'll see. Okay, I think I think I, I I definitely know what you're saying, but um, I've got another tip about mm-hmm. design as well. So, um, you know, basically, again, you're giving value, and if you also, my other tip is, if you don't want to write a blog post every week, you really can hire a decent article writer for about twenty five bucks a post, if that's something that hmm. you think will be valuable to you. I'm um, surprised at that can cost? just yeah, I mean you you can pay a lot more as well. But I I had one who was writing articles for me in my blog a while back who was she was just a, a sweet like she was retired mm-hmm. and she just liked doing it and yeah, it was like 25 bucks a post. Are wow. they like are they like ghostwriters
0: in a way like or do you do you credit them? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, this was I think what she did for me actually. I, yeah, it actually even wasn't for my blog. It was when I was ghost uh, sorry, guest blogging a lot. And I didn't have time for all of them. Got it. So I would hire her to kind of ghostwrite perfect a lot of those articles for me. Huh. So yeah, but you can find it, and you know, I twenty five bucks a week to have a, a good post up on your website that really establishes your expertise. That's worth it. It's not a it's not a lot to pay, and you can get found in SEO, for, you know, in searches. Mm-hmm. Based on these articles, too, if you research it. Right.
0: And also, too, think of what that does a, as a series. It, it, like, it, it makes you look more as a professional as the weeks go by. And it's like, wow, Wes is giving a tip mm-hmm. every month, and this is great. And even if it's a $25 post you paid, I mean, in the long run, it's, it's such a great value, I think, you know to, to highlight yeah. you as the specialist and whatever you're trying to say you do.
2: Yeah, and it's a great thing you can kind of call mm-hmm. out on the homepage. Have yeah. like a little section at the bottom of my three latest tips mm-hmm. or whatever. It's, it's it goes a long way. Yeah. so I, I definitely recommend putting a little bit of effort and or dollar signs behind it. So, um, and anyway, yeah, and close out every every one of these emails with a a soft call to action. You know, never make it about the the consultation or the the call you thing. But always have it there, mm-hmm. so because at one point, you know, people are reading these things week after week, and at it, a certain point, they're going to be ready to call you. Yeah, and you better make it easy for them to do it
0: mm-hmm.
2: at that point. So, as an example, it would be like "contact us now for
0: more info" or something as simple as that. As long as it's there regularly, you're saying yeah. one of these days they're going to just take you up on that offer because they've yeah. they've I, they've seen a few.
2: Right. Okay. And I I would actually never say contact us for more info. I would make it – I would write it the way you speak. Just say Mm -hmm. if if there's anything I can do to help you out with this. Totally. I'd love to talk to you. Sounds so much more real. Yeah, like that. Mm -hmm. Approachable, yeah. yeah. So not 75% off logo design? That's not going to (laughs) work? Just kidding. Yeah. Oh,
1: my gosh.
2: The the signs that I see posted on like electric posts around here, like the $150 website they make. Oh, yeah. They make me want to just like ram my head into the electrical <laughs> <global> post <laughs> every time. I actually, see it. <laughs> let,
0: let them take advantage of it. They'll find out soon enough, you know.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and <clears throat> oh, and I should say so. If if what you're doing here is not just a, t- a quick tip in the email, because I, I rec- actually recommend always getting people back to your site, whether that's clicking through to watch a video or clicking through to read a blog post. So. Let's just say it's a blog post. I feel like that's what most people will end up doing. Um, build your your blog template in such a way that at the end of every article, there's just automatically that CTA. Got it. To okay, get a consultation yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So it's so every time you put up an article, it's just there at the end of the article, and you don't have to think about it. That's what I recommend there. Um, yeah, and if you do a video or a podcast, um, just close out every episode with that direct CTA. You know, and, and don't just say give me a call or schedule a consultation. You want to emphasize the benefits of why they want to do that. You know, Mm -hmm. because you always have to give people a reason to do anything or they're not going to do it. Yeah. Even if you think it's obvious. And uh, if it's email only, just obviously close it out with this quick CTA and you can even in most of these uh, autoresponder programs, you can style that as a button. Got it. So I would play around with that because some might say if it's just a text link, it looks a little more like an email from a friend, which I totally get. Yeah, that mentality. But then you also can't ignore the clickability of a button. Yeah. So, um, I know. I think it's. I, I, would I think you're right. It. There's like pros yeah. and cons
0: on that because it does does seem yeah. a little more organic and like one on one when you see it as a more of a text link. But I get what you're saying. Yeah. If you design it, if you get a subtle button that's there all the time and it has the right wording, like you said, I think that makes a lot of sense too.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So just test it. Um, And what I would say in terms of, because I know everyone's going to ask, like how often should these emails go out? I would say shoot for once a week. Mm -hmm. Don't do more than once a week. That's going to make people um, just get overwhelmed with your emails. Once a week is good. And if you can't do that every two weeks at a minimum, if you can't commit to even one every two weeks, it's not going to do you much good. So people need to keep seeing you not too often but they have to not forget completely forget about you each time either. yeah so yeah stay on some kind of a schedule even and even if you have to vary it up maybe you always do blog posts and this week you don't have time for one now just do one of those quick tip emails mm-hmm. that's fine it's like a filler just keep keep the momentum going yeah yeah it's still right. fresh yeah exactly so now the, the fun part, we're going to talk about the tech involved mm-hmm. in this because I know people may not know like, how to go about all this stuff. Yeah, it's that's really not the that turn off point
1: first. Yeah, yeah. Makes, that would make sense.
2: Yeah. So the first thing you want to do is definitely come up, you know, find yourself a good email autoresponder tool. So like, think about a MailChimp. Mm-hmm. or um, there's, there's so many of these companies. MailChimp is really easy to use and it's cheap. But it's pretty limited in its functionality. So I use Drip. It's just drip.com, I believe, mm-hmm. and I love it. Like, it's really easy to use like MailChimp, but they've got a lot more features Great. that I think mm-hmm. in time you can, like, you can kind of sub-subset lists and put people in different lists based on what they do, which gets cool. Like, I don't recommend everyone get started on, on that road right now, but once you've been doing it a while... Um, it gets more powerful yeah. the more you do with that. And it's free up to your first 500 subscribers. Wow.
0: So. Okay, that's fantastic. Yeah. I find it's Absolutely interesting because Mail, MailChimp was kind of like one of the first, right? By far the first in that zone. Yeah, I think so. And it's neat how some of these, in all these different online things that we use, some of these new ones that have popped up are really fu- – you find they're sometimes the better ones to use They've because re- they didn't have to like mm-hmm. reinvent the wheel with the like the old ones did, you know? Yeah, might be a little more nimble to say, Oh, let's start off this way and be so yeah, I've every time I've tried MailChimp a few times with some clients, I'm sitting there going, like, okay, this is a little too overcomplicated right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. really? So that, well, I, I we ne- use it
1: regularly for I'm so un... and we, yeah. yeah, I we're I love it. It's I, I think it's I just it's never super have. So I
0: don't it to me it's completely yeah. foreign. So like trying to figure it out with a client was almost like, you know, whoa, that was crazy. Like it's, it's, <laughs> it's not my language. So like learning it with them was a little hard. So I love yeah. when you see these ones and I love the name too. It's just like drip, <laughs> it's like it makes, just sounds easy. Right. Well, there's a
1: knockoff. That's the knockoff, the popular drip email campaigns that are very common. Uh, okay. For on, onboarding.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, which is what makes it a little hard to look up. I've noticed because uh, drip, yeah, drip emails campaigns. That's like a generic term for like it's just dripping out emails. I gotcha. So yeah, it makes it confusing. I'm sure that are um, they may be kicking themselves with that name at this point just for that reason, <laughs> but you never know. Um, But anyway, I like I mean, them. It, it's a very visual flow. Like you get to put together these sequences in a really. Um, Kind of drag yeah. and drop way. That's cool. Which looks, I'll look into it. It's fun for designers. Yeah, yeah. Look into it. I think you'll like it. Um, so basically, the first thing you're going to want to do, obviously, within the, the the interface, you know, we'll just talk about drip here. Um, you're going to want to put together those delivery emails for the for the the lead magnet. You know, so basically, if if it's a one off, just set it to deliver immediately once they mm-hmm. subscribe. Um, but if it's a if it's a series, you're going to want to set the first two deliver immediately. Then you can choose like how often the rest go out. I would say obviously one a day. Um, what you might want to do is play with delivery times. Like you might want to go with, instead of every twenty four hours, you may be like today you get it at whatever time you sign up. Then tomorrow you get it at like nine a.m. or nine Got ten it. or whatever. So that just Think about when they might be most likely to be reading emails. Sometimes that's during lunch. Sometimes it's first thing in the morning. Again, test it, see what gets opened the most. Mm-hmm. I guess you know. Um, then now we have to talk about the ongoing campaign. So that's the the once the d- lead magnet's been delivered. These are just the weekly little emails that go out. Um, what you can do is you can either send each one manually as a blast every week. So today's Thursday, time for me to make my weekly email. You put it together, just send it out as a blast to everybody. Hmm. Or mm-hmm. here's where things get a little more interesting and automated. Um, what you can do is while you're doing this for the first time, save each one of them as part of a second series so that, while today you're putting together email one, mm-hmm. that same email one is going to be email one to the guy who subscribes six right. months from yeah. now. Yeah. So you're making a second series and I would recommend putting together, you know, six to 12 months worth of these or even more so that at a certain point, you no longer have to really be so yeah. hands on. It's just a new campaign that goes out automatically. Um the only caveat with that would be I would definitely stay on top of any kind of changing trends or anything that mm-hmm. gets outdated. Like if you're talking mm-hmm. about logo design trends for 2018, um you don't want to be sending that out in 2020. Yeah. Because it'll it'll already be retro. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so just keep I mean that that would be a case for, you know, trying to keep all most of your emails Um, a little more evergreen than that. Yeah,
0: not so dated in a way or time-stamped.
2: Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. And of course, there's going to be some of those, but just keep note of which ones those are so you can swap them out as they get outdated. And then it's kind of a more set-and-forget thing. Once you've got you know a year's worth of these or six months' worth, then it just goes on autopilot. So, all right. So next, on to design. So... Nick, you talked earlier about making them look good. Mm-hmm. I, I I agree with that. I like a, everyone likes a nice looking email, and of course, we're all designers listening here. So the only you know thing of wrong with that is overly designed emails tend to come across as promotional mm-hmm. or like from a company because once you don't send an email to your friend that has a logo on top and. You know, all now it's, it's 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 so business and, business, yeah. Yeah. So, you would
1: have a gify or <laughs>
2: yeah. That's it, funny you mentioned and that and emojis. It's funny you mentioned that. Yes. Um I love adding GIFs for personality in, in an email. <laughs> that's Even great. if it's a business to business email, people like some personality. of them have
1: humor that make it more yeah t- yeah, like you're you're talking at the same table too.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So they don't. These don't have to look boring. But I. And here's the thing, like drip, Mailchimp, all these things, they have all these really cool templates, like graphical templates you can use, which is like so tempting because they look really nice. But that'll get you put in the promotional, promotional tab sure. very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. And you want? Oh, that's a good little emails. warning.
1: That's a good little warning. What? I think. That's a good little warning. I think.
2: Yeah. I mean, you definitely want your emails to show up in the main, um, inbox if possible. And by doing, by putting together an email that just looks like it's to a friend, you have a much more, you have a much higher chance of ending up in that inbox because the whole thing, whole point is to get the email read. Yeah. If it doesn't get read, it doesn't do any good. So I would caution you against overly designing them, but use the gifts, um, where they make sense. Like to illustrate a point or to, you know, get an emotion across. Like, these yeah. are great for that. And they they just will make people kind of smile and pay attention. Everyone loves a GIF, so. <laughs> yeah. And and if you're uh, delivering videos like I do, you know, I basically, I take a screenshot of my YouTube video thumbnail with complete with a little play button, and I put that as an image in the video. And then it just links right to my video on YouTube. Great. One one
0: click away. Yep.
2: Yeah. Because what you can't do in most of these programs is actually like embed a video like you can with Gmail, for instance. Got it. They don't let you do that. So you have to cheat it. Um, Yeah.
1: That's the workaround.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I do that. Then I have a little click here link underneath it in case the image doesn't show up for whatever reason. So they just click through, watch the video. And then they get the CTA at the end of it. Great. It's pretty easy. I mean, it's, it's a lot of work, but the funnel, the more you think about it, it makes sense because people are generally, you know, they don't want to be sold to that way. And when they're, when they're on your site, they're probably just gathering information. They're researching. They don't know that they want to hire you yet. Yeah. And when they're, when they're just in a research mode, they're not going to call you or fill out your form yet but they will get a lead magnet if it, if they think it helps them where they're at to get more information, then it's your job to just keep yourself in front of them being very helpful every step of the way. So you make sure you're on their short list in the end. Got it. You know, and in terms of copywriting, these emails, again, I'm not going to go into a lot of detail here, but go back that Skillshare, uh, course sounds really helpful helpful for this um the one thing the few things i will tell you try to write with personality um don't do not make it dry or corporate Mm -hmm. that's not gonna people don't like those anymore you know and even though you think it might make you sound professional it just comes across as stuffy and you know, not that I think most of our listeners would even do that. I think no, but I, I think you're right. At my first not a very my first bunch, instinct
0: but... would probably be to to do it that way. And then you have to stop and think and go, think of the ones that come in front of you and come into your mailbox, and which ones are you more likely to gravitate towards? And they are the ones that are much more conversational, less yeah, flashy in design. Yeah. You're right. And it's yeah. true. I think but I think our core tells us to oversell, oversell because that's what we do with our work. Mm -hmm. You know, it's all about persuasion of everything we do. So it's, it's good to call it out. I think for sure. I know I would write Mm -hmm. it pretty, (laughs) pretty like salesy the first time around. And then I I, I just think of the ones I've gotten over the past few days that I really did kind of click to because they're services that I know I would love to kind of take advantage of down the road. And you're right. They, they are much more one-on-one feeling
2: less, less Mm -hmm. blanket. Yeah, absolutely. And if I get one more damn LinkedIn, like, I don't know about, sorry, this is a tangent. Yeah. But I'm on LinkedIn and I get people adding me and I just, they look like they're a designer or something and I'll click accept. Immediately, they just send An me email. a message trying to sell yeah. me their services. Oh, yeah. I know and it's, it's annoying. like, or I to just collaborate. Want to on all or of
1: I took a look at your website and we can help you in these areas.
2: Yeah. I've
0: gotten good like, with know, figuring out annoying. the ones that are that. I know. And it's a few calculations. Yeah. You got to look, make sure, make sure you have some mutual, make sure I'll even mm-hmm. look at their site nowadays now, or their, their page. And you could tell if they're like, it has some tagline that says something like helping businesses, blah, blah, blah. You're like, nope, that's an instant. No. Yeah. <laughs> show, me that, right. show me that. Show me that. Show me that
2: X. <laughs> yeah. Well, and when they say they work for a design company or whatever, like my first thought is, oh, they probably listen to the show. Cause like, yeah. I get a lot of those as well. Yes. Just other designers who want to add me for that reason, which is cool. And then I just don't want to get they, the they're email. Getting, the they're getting email sneaky. The time. They're getting sneaky.
0: Exactly.
2: <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, don't do that. Um, so write with personality, but get right to the point as well. Don't mm-hmm. don't drone on and on about anything personal. Just write with personality. Try to make it engaging. Maybe funny. Doesn't have to be funny if that's not you. Um, you know, it should just it should be short. And the aim is to get them right to your post or to your video on your site unless you're keeping it self-contained within the email. Um, Be personable, okay? And personalize each email with their first name. So that's, when you do the lead magnet, you're going to want to get their first name. So you can do that. that, that, Yeah, and it's all automated. You don't have to like do each one. It just, it'll fill in their first name. Yeah. And when you're writing these Mm. things... Write to one person. Don't say like "Hey, hey everybody. everybody" or "Hey, guys." <laughs> generic.
1: Does it turn off? Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. You're writing to this one person. Like, always keep that in mind, and use words <laughs> like "you" and "me" frequently. To that, again, it's it's conversational, totally, and it's going to help you establish more of a bond because it just feels familiar. Um Yeah. So that's that's all I've got. Those are my tips. So. It's that was good. super strong to kind of yeah. keep it in
0: mind that it has to be personal again. Cause it's like, like I thought, like I said earlier, I think it's our first instinct to go full sales mode and, and not think about the fact mm-hmm. that this is one-on-one it really should be.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're never going to bulldoze your way into a, a sale yeah. or into a client. If they're not ready right now, you're not gonna, you're not gonna just make them ready by brute force. So yeah. don't even try yeah. to do that. The, it's much better to kind of go slow, keep top of mind, so that when it's time for them, then you are the one they think right. of. So yeah. and most people aren't doing it this way. Like everyone knows this is the way to do it, kind of, but <laughs> everyone still does it the such the rebels, other bad way, such
0: rebels, exactly
2: doing it all wrong, <laughs> okay. right? But you know who does it all right?
0: Freshbooks. Fresh books. Oh, dude, <laughs> they've been, <laughs> they've, been so, they've been so. I think I'm I'm. Getting up there with Mikel's level of customer service. They've been so great. <laughs> Have you been hounding them night well, and day? No, as well? it just seems like uh, there's been so many weird twists thrown at me with old invoices being changed and updated and then like different payment oh. terms or like having to late charge them and all these other things. And every time there's an issue, I just call huh. and we figure it out in five seconds. And it's the best Honestly, piece of mine. isn't it? It's
1: fast. It doesn't feel inconvenient
0: at all. No, and there's no other service that helps you that fast. And they get your key so they can look at your screen immediately. And I can't say enough about how helpful they've been the last few weeks for me. Because it's, it's, you know, the numbers parts get scary. And I think like we're all at this conference, so many people were talking. So now everyone's talking about numbers so much. But it's nice that we have tools that make it easier to look at these things. Because I think we're all a little like... I don't want to see what what I'm owed, like you know and all that kind of stuff, but mm-hmm. to have a tool like FreshBooks makes it all so different, and like I feel like hundred percent more confident every time, you know, and the new yeah. so, the new their new version is just like so damn perfect, you know the new interface yeah, th- don't you feel yeah, like seriously it, 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 it took me a long time I was reluctant to switch over <laughs> mm-hmm. but I, it is yeah. so perfect right now, it works great, so can't can't say enough, yeah. Get well, they're not no.
2: going backwards; they're going forwards. <laughs> they know what, what works and what doesn't. And I, just, I look at the old me that used to like send out invoices like with like Microsoft I know. Word. Isn't it funny? I have to download the template for the invoice. Mm-hmm. And I look I back at my younger self and just laugh at him. I know he didn't know what all he was the doing. time yeah.
1: on the t- templates. And <laughs> I know.
0: Yeah, I have one client that can't take. I know the, none of our listeners. are I doing have it. one client that can't doesn't want to take a software, and I'm, I'm catering to them because it's big, but um mm-hmm. it sucks because you're right. I'm back to old Nick with the stupid ass like Excel file um invoice and I hate huh. it. <laughs>
2: wow. Well you know what you can do. I think with fresh books you can literally just you can make the you can make the invoice and then just print out a PDF. And that's that's what I'm doing now to keep because yeah, obviously have to do that.
0: my bookkeeping was like off. Yeah and it was a big chunk.
2: Yeah
1: missing. I export PDFs yeah. all the time. Yep.
2: Nice. Okay, cool. So yeah, we love FreshBooks. Obviously, we could talk about them all day, but we won't. But um, yeah, they've just got everything, multi-currency invoicing, automatic late payment reminders, so they can be the bad guy and you don't have to be. Great support, obviously. So to claim your 30-day unrestricted free trial, uh, go to freshbooks.com slash deeplygraphic and enter deeply graphic design in the how did you hear about a section. Again, that's 30 free days. Do it. You won't you won't not be sorry. Just go to freshbooks.com slash deeply graphic and enter deeply graphic design in the how did you hear about a section. All right. So today's listener question is an audio question and it comes from Leslie Luce. Thank you, Leslie, for sending it in. And let's take a listen.
1: Hi, Wes, Mikhail, and Nick. My name is Leslie Luce and I'm calling in from Toronto, Canada. Um, I'm a freelance designer and I run my own business, Pitch Graphic Design, and I work from home by myself. And I wanted to know, what's your recommendations for a designer working alone at home, craving constructive feedback during the design process? So what I really miss from working at home is that I don't have someone to say, hey, what do you think about this? And then someone giving me live constructive feedback a line left, move this over here, put more negative space there, someone to really help improve the design, you know, in process. How do I find that if I'm working from home alone? Thanks, and I love the show. Bye. Well, thanks, Leslie, for your question. We can absolutely relate to this, can't we?
0: Yeah. Um, oh, yeah.
1: For me, I, I know what's made an awesome difference is that I run Slack group chats with fellow designers that I've been either networking with or ke- just I've worked with in the past that I just stay in touch with. And I'll send screenshots to them all the time. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm at a, I'm at a roadblock. Just look at this immediately. Yep. Five seconds. Tell me your, tell me what, what hits you. And it's, it's a great collaboration because it's a win-win. I mean, they're sending me stuff too. Yeah. And it's not taking a bit, yeah. a chunk of time out of your day. Um it's a, a mutual relationship that of those that are kind of caved in similarly and work work in the grind, so I have found that to be extremely useful um
2: nice
1: you can't i mean you can't do that with a client <laughs> no.
0: not not in the same way you'd <laughs> want you want someone else's expertise no you want your your, your of rounds
1: of design polished at presentation phase so yeah, yeah. i'll I'll send some directions they are a bit different or super similar and if I can't decide and it helps with the extra eyes for sure <clears throat> that's mm-hmm. my number that's my number one um go-to when I have that um and I that I live by for sure I wouldn't say daily but I would say mm-hmm. frequently enough
2: yeah yeah so let me ask you a question then how did you find are these just designers you know in real life or was this some kind of a matchmaking system of no, I've worked designer, with them in the past. Okay, I've worked with
1: them cool. in the past. Or um, some. sometimes I'll send it on to developers that don't have the designer eye because I need that more g- generic public uh, um, mm-hmm. feedback, which is also sometimes just as useful.
0: Yeah. Nice. Uh, I and would, I have a, awesome. a
1: number of team members that support my business. I'll run stuff by them a lot. True.
0: I think it's like when you have them on hand it's the easiest thing in the world right like we can get on Skype we can get like a lo- I've heard a lot of people doing the whole Slack thing that you were talking about with these groups of other people that they're they're well associated with but if she's having issues with trying to even just find those people in general I would say too I think most of the people I talk to now yeah they've been ex like coworkers and people I've known over the years but there are a few that have truly we've met via Instagram and other forms where if she can find someone that is maybe of like mind of hers and maybe someone that she uh, admires or likes online too, just ask, you know, make, say, Hey, we've been following for each other, you know, uh, each other for quite a while. Would you be uh, open to sharing back and forth, you know, with, with work and getting critiques? Um, Cause I know when I do get one from someone, I, I love stopping for maybe five or 10 minutes on what I'm on and helping someone else and vice versa. Cause I think it's a nice little, it's a yeah, nice little spin okay. in your day, you know. It doesn't, like you said, yeah. it doesn't Nick, take up Nick a lot. Nick just of time. likes
2: getting out his big red pen. Exactly,
0: the teacher yeah. and me. <laughs> I'm like, and then I start grading. So. I start grading it, and that's a little weird. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but definitely, just nice. ask around, reach out to people. If she can't find the right people or doesn't have a good, you know, uh, you know, history of people in her in her past or whatever that she feels comfortable with, there's so many ways to figure find new people out. Um, and I think. I think it would be a neat little outreach thing to find a good group of people. Um, But I do suggest at least getting on some platform, like you said, Mikel, like either the Slack or I always will pop on Skype or FaceTime. And that way you're not typing the response back and forth, whatever you're like talking through it or draw on it. And
2: it's really fun. You
0: Mm -hmm. know, what about you, Wes?
2: Yeah. So I was going to mention Facebook groups. Mm -hmm. So basically, but I think I might use a combination of what you guys are saying um, because I think a Facebook group is probably a great way to maybe find these other designers. Totally, if you don't have any in mind already, because I think some people listening have a support support group of other designers already. Some probably don't. So if you need to find them, I think Facebook, like going to a design related Facebook groups, would be great, and just kind of posting something saying, "Hey, I want to put together a." A small group of maybe five or ten people. Such a great idea! We could all be there for each other. Um, Put together a Slack channel. What I think would be, you know, I don't use Slack a lot, but I think I do think that would be a better idea than doing this all within Facebook. So, yeah, yeah, get a Slack channel together that you're just kind of have open in a browser. You, the the five of you will agree to kind of have it open most mm-hmm. of the time, just to be there for each other. Yeah. In these. in these tough
0: times times. (laughs) yeah if it's
1: reciprocal it's a huge benefit
0: oh and sometimes too it's so great because if you're so embedded in that design and you might be and i know this it happens on both sides of the equation you're sending work or reviewing work there's something so small and minor that you're not catching and it just fresh eyes always catch it you know um and and i think it's mm-hmm. good it's great that she's even thinking how do i get this to happen and i think the facebook yeah. thing is a perfect way to do it i'm sure there's thousands of groups she could find something that's really she can maybe even look at it and see if it's the right fit or the right designers for her style or whatever um oh yeah, yeah.
2: make sure you like the make sure you like their work and because you don't want to be getting advice from someone who you wouldn't you know Oh, yeah. Well, no, and that's why, that's why <laughs> those that style. support your
1: business is such a good go-to because you've hired them because they do good work. They're dependable. They have polished portfolio material, and you respect their opinion. And not only that, but if I share some of my work with them, it means that they know that I value what they, what they have to say, their notion on any design. So, so it t- removes that I'm reporting to Mikel for her business. True. It makes it more collaborative. Sure. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Good point. All right, cool. Well, hopefully that was helpful for you, Leslie. Thanks for sending that in. Uh, feel free to send any more questions, uh, anytime. And that goes for everybody else listening as well. Send them into questions at the or via Twitter using hashtag DGDC. And also want to throw in a new hashtag out there. If you have a, an idea for a topic you want us to cover, can't promise we will, but if you have an idea that might make for a good one that we haven't already covered, uh, use hashtag DGDC topics, and we'll uh, review those, and we might talk about your topic in a future episode. What nice. What do you think about that? I
0: like it. Cool. Yeah. That's a good right. one, too, because you're right, so, they're a little uh, different than the big old questions.
2: Exactly. Cool. So uh, anything else you guys want to add before we wrap it up for the week? No, that was good. All good. Okay. All right. Cool. Well, thanks for listening and keep designing. Catch us next time on the Deeply, Deeply Graphic Design Cast.